God Hears Her. God Hears Her. God Hears Her is brought to you. Is brought to you. By our Daily Bread Ministries. Visit GodHearsHer.org. Visit GodHearsHer.org. Or find us on social for more information. You're not the same when you lose something. Like for me, I was not the same with marriage. I'm not the same person I was in my marriage that I am not in my marriage. It changed me. Um, My dad going through throat cancer. I mean, he's not the same man now that he was before it. It changes us and it molds us. Like loss does shape us, Mm -hmm. mold us. And I think sometimes we're scared of what the shaping is going to be. Because we think it's all bad. We think it's all minus you know, negative direction yeah. because it's something's being taken out. Mm-hmm. What if loss actually adds to us as yeah. we do the grief work associated with it? You're listening to God Hears Her, a podcast for women where we explore the stunning truth that God hears you, He sees you, and He loves you because you are His. Find out how these realities free you today on God Hears Her. Welcome to God Hears Her. I'm Erin Eddy. And I'm Elisa Morgan. There are so many ways to experience loss. When someone dies, when we get fired or laid off, when a child leaves home, when we lose something meaningful, or a family heirloom is broken or destroyed, or maybe a friend walks away from us. Loss hurts. It causes stress and anxiety, and sometimes it can be hard to move on. Well, today we're going to discuss the inevitability of loss and how God can help us navigate the reality of living in a broken world. Here's Elisa as she asks a question to get things going. This is God Hears Her. Have you lost something that's kind of special to you? Can you think what it might have been? Yes. What? Okay, so I can be very specific. Yes. Like I lost, you know, my keys and I had to go get my key made because those are expensive. Right. And that hurt your heart because it's expensive. But, but, <laughs> exactly. But, but how about something more meaningful? Um, I I lost what I thought my future was going to be. Whoa. You went straight 90 million I miles I went from steep. keys to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> keys to that. Okay. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Mm. I mean, I think I know some of it, but unpack that a little bit for me. I went through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And before the divorce, I was grieving what I thought I had. So you had a bit of an illusion that you thought was real, mm-hmm. and then you had a reality bite moment. Yep. And then you had the reality of now what? Yeah. Wow. That is a huge loss. It's a death. It is a death. Divorce is a death. It is. It's a death of a living, breathing marriage. Mm-hmm. One time a while back in a prior season, my husband and I went to marriage counseling, And I remember the counselor would start off every session going, how are you, Evan? And then he would turn to me and go, how are you, Elisa? And then he would look directly into the space between us and say, and how's your marriage? Oh, wow. And he treated our marriage as its own Mm. entity. Mm. And it taught me to treat our marriage as a living, breathing reality. That's beautiful. It is real. It's beautiful. And it's something to steward. So when it dies, mm-hmm. it is a death. Yeah. This is heavy. And, and we're going to talk about loss today. And, and I've been thinking about things I have lost. I've lost a lot of things. Yeah. Lost some people too. But as I look at the things I've lost, the impact of them is mm-hmm. because of the meaning yeah. behind them. 
So like your marriage, yeah. which isn't really a thing, but it is, you know, yeah. I remember standing as a um, junior hire at a boy girl party, we called them back then, <laughs> boy girl party. And we were outside on a lawn in somebody's house and there was a pool somewhere. And I, re- I was so nervous. I was twisting my ring and my ring was this gold band that had a, a gold heart on it. And it diamond chip in the middle of it. I mean, it's like, you know, microscopic diamond chip. And my dad had given it to me for my 13th birthday. Mm. My parents were divorced. And so him giving me something was really special, especially since he left our family and our family died, you know, to use that term. So I'm twisting this ring because I'm nervous to talk Mm. to boys. And it comes off my finger and I lose my grip and it falls in the grass. And I just was crushed and I looked everywhere. I mean, I just kept pawing through the grass. I went back the next day. This was in the day before metal detectors were invented. But I went back the next day and pawed through the grass Mm. and never found it. And Erin, it's the silliest thing. It was a thing. Yeah. But it felt like I lost my dad all over again. Yeah. So when you're talking about the death of an illusion. Yeah. And the emergence of a reality. Yeah. And then the realization of a new way of being, that's a triple layer loss. Yeah, it is. It is. That's such a great analogy, what you just explained. Because even like I had a journal that was a part of my healing. No, I don't even want to hear this. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, don't do this. No. It was like this journal was everything to me. I remember you wrote down everything I said in it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, dear Lord, Elisa's so humble. She's so wise. (laughs) I need more pages in my journal. (laughs) I've written, I mean, this journal was like, it was one of those, it was, it was sacred Mm -hmm. because I had just poured out my heart in it and prayed just raw prayers. And it was so special to me. And I went to a restaurant in Grand Haven and I was sitting out by the pier and on a patio journaling and my, my dad calls. So I like get up and I pack up. It was a super loud restaurant. Mm. So I get up and I pack up everything so really quick uh-huh. so I can leave the restaurant. And your dad's the patio. been sick. And he's been sick. My oh. dad's been going through throat cancer oh. and radiation. And I think that was when he just got diagnosed too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay. And I had already finished up the check or whatever. So I wanted to rush out of the patio to talk to him. So I'm packing everything up and I and I leave and I'm talking to him. Well, then later on that day, I was going to go sit beside like a lighthouse and journal some more. Uh-huh. I was like, that I like planned so the whole. spiritual and wonderful. It was during sunset. Like oh, I was gosh. like, it was going to be amazing and you were gonna post it on instagram okay keep going okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah post something sacred <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah right and i go to look for my journal and i'm like where is it i'm looking everywhere and i can't find it mm. i look underneath my seat of my car i'm like maybe it fell mm-hmm. i literally tore the car apart mm. and i couldn't find it anywhere and i call the restaurant and i'm like hey did y'all find a journal on the table at this. And I told him exactly where it was. I even talked to the waitress. No, we don't have what? it. They didn't have it. I'm like, where did this journal go? Like, did it fall out of the bag? Like, 
And so then I retraced my... Was it taken up to heaven? Was it taken up to heaven? Was <laughs> yeah. Jesus like, okay, girl, you're done with this one. <laughs> now we release all the thoughts that you had in there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did somebody grab in there and self-publish it? Oh, I my know, gosh. I know. Okay, where... The, the most intimate, oh, raw gosh. prayers in there. Oh, Aaron, I'm looking Aaron. everywhere. I've retraced my steps. I'm walking up and down sidewalks where I was walking. I can't find it. Mm. And I call, I call my mom crying. I'm like... I lost my journal. I can't find it. It's so silly. It's like a physical thing. Like mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. you know, it's a like, being. It's a, yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, Aaron, it's just a notebook. I can go to Barnes Noble and get another one. Mm. But it was so special to me. So my mom goes, just because your journal is gone doesn't mean mm. that God doesn't hear you anymore, mm. girl. Like Thank she was you. like, he hears you. Mm-hmm. And those prayers are, they're still there. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have them. Right. They're still there. They're still, they still went to his ears. They went to his ears. Nothing changed that. Nothing nothing changed that. Yeah. And so anyways, the next day, long story short, my friend Mary prayed over me mm-hmm. in the journal. Mm-hmm. And I called the restaurant. And they're like, oh, we have it. Oh, Aaron. <laughs> and so, I just was like oh, crying so, so happy. That's beautiful. And they were like, um, they can mail it. And I was like, uh-uh, I'm going to go get it. And it was an hour away. So I just... Yeah. Right before I got it. on the plane, I went and I got it. I'm but so glad it, you still have all my words. So anyway, I have all your words still. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got to share this one more story. Yeah, I was about 22, just graduated from college, and had just mm-hmm. broken up with this guy I dated for six, eight years. Okay, yeah. forever. Oh wow! So I'm in recovery. And I'm home and I'm reading my Bible at my desk. I know we sound so spiritual, but you know, we're talking about major moments. And so you go to your scripture, you go to your journal. That's right. So I've been reading my Bible and then I had to pay some bills. I'm a young adult and I put my Bible to the side of my desk and I was writing out my checks and my cat jumped on my lap and I, you know, moved some things out of the way. And I remember hearing this kind of thud, but I didn't think anything about it. And I kept my stuff. Anyway, I went to sleep and the next morning I woke up and I went to get my Bible Mm -hmm. and it wasn't there. And I thought, where'd it go? And I remembered that thud. And I went, oh! And I remembered it fell into my trash can in my bedroom. And I remembered I should have gotten it before I went to bed, but I thought, yeah. oh, no, never mind. My brother came and got the trash. And in that <gasps> moment, I heard the garbage truck oh. down our street. And it was gone. Mm. Okay. Why do these things matter so much? Right, when us? it's just a... A thing. I think because they play a huge part of our journey. And transforming us. Okay. So they have a significant meaning and value in our life. I think so. Like my journal was like, it was just symbolic. Mm-hmm. It was symbolic to me of healing. It was like a physical, like I can hold and and read. I think you're onto something there. I mean, it's a thing. Yeah. And it is your innermost prayers. But as your mom said... God already heard them. Right. So what did you lose? You didn't lose his hearing. No. Of your innermost prayers. You lost what? Mm. We're doing therapy here. I know we are. <laughs> Just saying. I, like, I love yeah. it. So, so with me, I lost the Bible I had been living through mm. for the past eight to 10 years. Yeah. What else had I lost? My boyfriend. So when my Bible fell in the trash and the garbage people took it away, I re-experienced yeah. the death, to use that term, yeah. of a relationship that I thought was going to define my life. Exactly, yeah. You know, It was just a Bible. I can get another Bible. But it, this one had everything underlined and highlighted and had a blue denim, really cool cover that I had made to go mm-hmm. on it and you know, some other little things and all the little markers you put in at the right places. And, yeah. and it, it represented more of my life. Yeah. So I, I think losses... 
it throw it's like a buck and bronco. You know, it throws yeah. us up in the air and yep. sometimes we come down on the back of the horse and sometimes we come off of the horse and are splayed in the dirt. Yeah. A- and it's it fools us. Loss mm. fools us and confuses us mm. because I think it off mostly surprises us at yeah. the emotive response we have. Yeah. Like I'm gonna die if I don't have this Bible. You're gonna right. die if you don't have your journal. Right. Absolutely. I think there's so many types of losses. There's like, there's the obvious loss of like um, youth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's the loss of naivete. That's a fancy word. Naivete. It is. I think it's French. Yeah. So uh, there's the loss French. of that. Mm-hmm. There's the loss of a dream. Good. I mean, then there's loss like death. death. Mm-hmm. Miscarriage. Miscarriage. Um, broken friendships. Betrayal. Betrayal. A job. There's a lot of losses and... And I think that's why it's so important. It's like you can experience so many different types of losses, but you can still have the same emotion towards mm-hmm. it, even mm-hmm. if it's different. I, because you know I, I mean? think that that whatever we're losing, there are these little tentacles mm. that tie to the same places of loss in the heart. Yeah. And so when something goes missing, it tugs yeah. on that hole in our heart where we've been left or abandoned or misunderstood or disappointed, it, it tugs, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's a lost parakeet and makes us feel helpless or a loss of a marriage, you yeah. know, it pulls on that. And the reality is that, you know, loss is inevitable. Yeah. We can't keep everything. Today, I'm not the same age I was yesterday or last year or 10 years yeah. ago. I'm, And I've lost some well, for sure, muscle tone. But anyway, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost stuff that I can't get back. It's inevitable. So what do we do? Well, loss changes loss? you. Sorry? Loss changes you. Yeah, how do you mean? And well, I think you're not the same when you lose something. Like for me, I was not the same with marriage. I'm not the same person I was in my marriage that I am not in my marriage. It changed me. Um, my dad going through throat cancer I mean, he's not the same man now that he was before it. It changes us and it molds us. Like loss does shape us, mm-hmm. mold us. And I think sometimes we're scared of what the shaping is going to be. Because we think it's all bad. Yeah. We think it's all minus, you know, negative direction yeah. because it's something's being taken out. Mm-hmm. What if loss actually adds to us as yeah. we do the grief work associated with it? And when we come back... We will talk about how loss shapes us and changes us and can actually help us grow in really meaningful ways. That's coming up on God Hears Her. Hey friends, if you're enjoying today's episode, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss a new episode of the God Hears Her podcast. When you subscribe, new episodes are delivered straight to your device or computer. So hit subscribe and remember, That God sees you, He hears you, He loves you, because you are His. Welcome back to God Hears Her. I'm Erin Eddy. And I'm Elisa Morgan. And in just a moment, we'll continue our conversation about how loss shapes us. But before we do, just a quick reminder that if you miss anything in today's show, the show notes are available in the podcast description or on our website at godhearsher.org. The show notes offer a great overview of our conversation, along with the specific talking points of this episode. In the show notes, you'll also find a link to a free resource. It's an e-booklet titled, Why? Seeing God and Our Pain. 
This free e-booklet offers a way forward for those who are dealing with loss, pain, or suffering in their lives, and it asks the question, what if our struggles can play an important role in drawing us closer to God? Just click on the link in the podcast description or on our website at godhearsher.org. That's godhearsher.org. Now back to the show. Here's Erin as she answers the question, how have you seen loss benefit your life? This is God Hears Her. I thought that I was going to be sad forever, depressed, heartbroken. Mm-hmm. I'll never love again. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those questions that you ask yourself when you walk through a divorce. But then I realized I was operating out of my own strength instead of believing that God could actually redeem my circumstances. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. loves doing that. Mm-hmm. And he loves transforming us through pain. Not he, wasting he does, it. He, does, he doesn't want us. I mean, he hates it's, that. It's not like he inflicts pain. pain. He doesn't inflict pain, mm-hmm. but he will use pain mm-hmm. and transform us. Mm-hmm. I lost my unborn grandson mm. at 22 weeks. My daughter's water broke early. At that point, we had one grandson, and she desperately had wanted to have mm-hmm. a little brother for him. And her water broke, and there was no control over it. And I was so angry and frustrated that this couldn't be fixed. And I was the one stewarded with mm-hmm. the responsibility of being with him as after she delivered him and her husband was with her and they were attending to the rest of the process of birth. And I went with his little body and mm-hmm. stewarded his presence. He was already passed, but I could feel and see that he was real and his life had been real. And that loss was so profound. It still shapes me today. I think you can tell by the way I'm responding. It still shapes Hi. me today. And and she had another little boy about five years later. Um, but I will never forget. His name was Malachi. I'll never forget Malachi. He has God has used him to shape my heart. Mm-hmm. So it's not always about losing. I mean, it is about losing. But there is something we're given back. I, I have a different understanding of, even though I've never been pregnant, Erin. You know, I, our, my kids came to me through adoption. Mm-hmm. I understand pregnancy. I understand carrying a birth and I understand delivery and relinquishment differently Mm. because of Malachi's loss in Mm. my life. He's become a gift in my life. And and that's, that sounds all like you tie up nights with a bow and I don't mean it that way, but loss is inevitable. And there are certain lessons and gifts it provides as God redeems it, the way you put it. Absolutely. One of my friends went through um, her husband having an affair and she was so angry at God because she was heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Like she wondered if she was being punished because mm-hmm. she was in so much pain. Mm-hmm. And she thought God was punishing her. Yeah. And I, I just told her, I was like, I know that feeling. I know what it's like to feel like you're being punished when you're going through something hard and you've lost something. You feel like, what did I do wrong? You know, mm-hmm. like, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. But God uses that while it broke his heart. Absolutely. And, and there's choices that people make that hurt us or there's loss that's inevitable with illness. The beauty in it is that we will be developed. It's not a punishment, but he will use it to develop us to be able to sit with somebody that has also experienced it because you're, you're you can't on to avoid it, pain. Right there. I think Paul talks about that in Second Corinthians 1, you know, that we're going to be comforted. That's right. And then we're able to comfort others with the comfort we've received. Mm. 
when we have experienced it, I mean, that's a wacky way to say it, but loss becomes a gift because it's from that that we minister to others. Yeah. This is going to sound strange, but I almost wonder if God is wooing us towards understanding the inevitability of loss, mm. recognizing it, embracing it, and becoming good losers, Yeah, if you will. Yeah. You know, the, getting good at being a loser. <laughs> yeah, the, the biggest loser. I mean, yeah. in, in the truest way, you know, yeah. to become good losers. I'm reminded to, and I just want to read this from Ecclesiastes 3, there is this cyclical nature of time and life that mm-hmm. has existed on our planet ever since death came on the scene. And Solomon wrote about it in Ecclesiastes 3, a time for everything. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to uproot, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, Mm. a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search, and a time to give up, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. God makes everything beautiful in his time. It, it makes me rearrange. I don't wish anybody a loss of something near and dear to their heart, but maybe as we get around the other side of the camera lens and look at it from the perspective of how God can redeem everything, maybe it's okay to become a big loser. Yeah, and not define how he's going to redeem it. Mm-hmm. Cuz I think sometimes we miss out on seeing what he's redeeming. That's good. Cuz we are trying to make him redeem it how we would do it. Yeah, smush it into our little form, yeah. our little mold of yeah. what it's supposed to do and put the bow on top, right. you know. Yeah. We miss out on the opportunity of seeing what he's doing mm-hmm. and stepping into that. I don't think anything we've talked about will completely make sense of loss or make us feel 100% better. But recognizing the inevitability of loss and embracing it and allowing God to work through it at least means we don't experience loss in vain. Loss can shape us and mold us and help us experience a side of God and a side of life that would be impossible to understand without feeling that painful twinge in our gut of having to move forward after losing something or someone we love. If you or someone you care about is experiencing loss, the talking points of today's show are in the show notes and may help you process for yourself or with your friend or family member how God may use this in your life or their life for good. The show notes are available in the podcast description. There you will also find some helpful links, including a free e-booklet titled, Why? Seeing God in Our Pain. This free e-booklet offers a few more thoughts on how God can use the worst situations of our lives for our good. All of this and more is available in the show notes, which can be found in the podcast description or on our website, godhearsher.org. That's godhearsher.org. And while you're online, could you take a few minutes to rate us and write a review of this podcast? Ratings and reviews help us reach more women with a message that God hears her. So if you like the show or enjoyed this episode, please take just a moment to give us some stars and write a sentence or two about what this show means to you. Thank you so much for joining us today. And don't forget, 
God sees you, He hears you, He loves you because you are His. God Hears Her would not exist without the help of Jody, Rochelle, and Matt. Thank you so much for your help. 